Right-wing parties won a clear victory in Israel's recent election. Forming a government, however, is proving harder than the likely Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu expected. The religious Zionist bloc wants key security jobs in the cabinet. A recent riot by Jewish settlers in Hebron has also made some Israelis nervous about handing too much power to the religious right. Our correspondent, Iris Mackler, is in Jerusalem. Iris, welcome. Thank you. So just remind us, what did happen in Hebron at the weekend? There was a Jewish religious event attended by some 30,000 Israelis, many settlers from all other parts of the West Bank who came to join the settlers in Hebron. While they were, that day apparently went quite well, so the settlers reported, until about halfway through when young men, they said, who came from outside began attacking both Palestinians and Israeli soldiers because that was all captured on video. It was a day that everybody remembers for the attacks on Israeli soldiers, including a young female soldier who actually lives in Hebron itself, and she found herself on the ground being attacked by someone with a stick. Were they religiously motivated or nationalists? It's always hard to determine that, but what the police and the army have said is that they were the ones starting the violence. After a while, the Israeli soldiers were between attacking Israelis and responding Palestinians, but that's how they portrayed it. Were they religious or were they nationalist or were they both? It's not clear. They were there for a religious purpose. From what we could see in the videos, they definitely looked like they were wearing the clothes that religious Jews who live in the settlements wear, but I think their motives are a mixture of both. Now, this violence, how difficult has this made it for Benjamin Netanyahu trying to put together this coalition government? Has it raised a wariness? Has it raised an alarm among moderates in the Knesset about bringing uh, far-right parties in? Those two things uh, don't contradict each other because, yes, there is alarm. I think that's why this received so much coverage. There's a lot of violence in Hebron over a long time that doesn't receive this much coverage. I think it did receive this much coverage because of the alarm that people feel that these far-right parties are going to be in the Knesset in a very short time. But because the moderate parties feel alarm doesn't necessarily stop the hand of Benjamin Netanyahu who has said that what he wants is a full right-wing government, as he puts it, and these are his far-right partners. He doesn't want to send the message, though, that his government will tolerate this kind of nationalist or religious violence. I guess I'm just wondering uh, what he's been saying in response to this. Very, very quiet in response to this. Even... Itamar Ben-Gvir, one of the two leaders who is most worrying, he's from the far-right Jewish Power Party. He's a Kahanist, which means he's a former disciple of the racist Rabbi Meir Kahana who was assassinated. He says he is no longer a supporter of Rabbi Kahana, but he went to the commemoration of his death within the last two weeks. So he attended that. Even he wasn't to be seen for the first 24 hours. So You can see that this is worrying and what they want is for it to all quieten down so that they can just swear this government in and begin to 
tackle the in, the issues for which they say they have been elected by a, a large majority. It's mm-hmm. quite interesting. You have to say that Benjamin Netanyahu is a political wizard because, in fact, there isn't much difference between the results this time and last time. And the difference between Benjamin Netanyahu and the opposition is 30,000 votes in all. But nevertheless, it did translate into an eight-seat majority. And so he is, he is placed to put together a government with these allies. Now, that religious Zionist party, I believe it's made demands for national security cabinet positions, including positions that would have some authority in the West Bank. Is Benjamin Netanyahu willing to give this religious Zionist party that level of power? (laughs) He hasn't completed negotiations yet, so what I'm saying is slightly speculative. But it seems that the religious Zionist parties was an alliance cobbled together by Benjamin Netanyahu to secure a majority in this election. They've now separated. One of them, Itamar Ben-Gvir, has demanded, and it seems will receive the public security minister role that's in charge of the police, and he wants additional powers in the West Bank. The other... Bezalel Smotrich wanted to be the defence minister. And that, I think, is not going to happen. He is likely to be the treasurer, the finance minister. Bezalel Smotrich has indicated he wants a, a minister, a junior minister from his party in the defence ministry, even though he can no longer, will no longer be the defence minister. So you can see that they are um, making large demands. I have heard people from inside Netanyahu's party, the Likud party, complaining that he's acceding to their demands too much, not giving enough portfolios to his own party. But yes, it seems that they make demands and those demands are met, even though they want controversial postings in light of their own history. Just finally and briefly, there is a suite of issues. The religious Zionists are requesting of Benjamin Netanyahu. Briefly tell us what some of those are. Here's the major thing that not just the religious Zionists, the ultra-Orthodox and the Likud, everybody wants a hand in this one. And what they want is an override clause. Like many governments all around the world, they don't like it when the courts interfere with legislation and override it for some reason. And they want to override the courts in turn. They want to interfere with the independence of the judiciary. And everybody has their own special niche interests. For example, the religious Zionist parties want to retroactively legalise settlements in the West Bank that are built on private Palestinian land and aren't legal. The ultra-Orthodox parties want to establish a precedent whereby young ultra-Orthodox men won't be conscripted into Israel's military. Conscription is compulsory here. That's hugely controversial. The other thing they want, they've just announced this week, is to separate men and women in public spaces and to make put that into law too. All these things not possible right now. And what they want to ensure is that if they do enact these laws, that the courts can't interfere. Iris, Israel never ceases to be one of the most interesting places in international politics. I'm always grateful for your insights. Iris Mackler in Jerusalem, thank you. Always a pleasure. ABC RN helps you understand the world. Find more of our stories on the ABC Listen app.